Welcome to Lemonade Learning, a refreshing look at learning today. We serve up high impact practical strategies alongside honest and energizing stories to help educators. Make the most of your moments, lead and learn with purpose and craft lifetime lemonade from the sweets and sours of education. Join us for a glass. Hey everybody, it's Bree. And Lainey, can I confess this is our take two because uh, we were just starting it and I totally biffed it. It's been a while, Bree. So, you know, we we closed out the season and then, you know, it's been a minute. Sometimes we get out of practice and we kind of have to uh, regather ourselves, get our sea legs about us before we can jump back in there. So yeah, take two. Here we go. <laughs> I mean, thank goodness it happened at the beginning since we're not really an edited podcast. But anyways... So uh, we closed out the season with Aaron Murphy and Ross Cooper, and now we're just going to do a little wrap-up, but we have to stick with our format, right? We're unscripted, but we do have a ritual of the sweet and sour. Do you yes, want to yes, go we first? we have a guidepost ritual. I, I enjoy that word. We have a ritual. Yes. We yes. do. Well, so do you want to you get started? Since I, since I introed us, do you want to start with your sweet or your sour? You can choose. Okay, so we're going to make it about the whole season, not just about like this moment in time. So I am going to say this, this will not be very profound, but, um, but it comes from the heart that my sweet is, we had so many amazing guests on. Like we had a wish list and while we didn't have enough time or episodes to get to everyone on our wish list, we had a lot of our wish list covered in season two. So obviously a, a big chunk of it covered in season one and then season two. And so like, that was, that was a sweet for me. I love this podcast. It's like an excuse to bring in the people we want to talk to, right? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think, and, and it's not been a, um, we haven't had to beg anybody. Like we haven't had to bribe anybody. We haven't had to coerce people. Like they, genuinely are excited and 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 we typically hear like pretty quickly I think you know like when we ask we they, they're not dodging our emails like it's it's it feels good it feels good like they like us they really like us I, I you know our Sally Fields moments it's kind of nice it's an honor it's an honor well what about you what would your suite for the season be and then we'll touch on this hour we'll briefly but without being cheesy I think surviving season two like it definitely you know season one was one of those like trying to learn all the ins and outs of it and 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 almost kind of being super naive with it too of like just going through as fast as we could and and swimming to stay afloat and um you know season two comes in and we found our routines we found our rituals um it took us a little bit to to find that stride right like just like in anything else you know just when one part was going well then couple other things on the, on the back end would find some hiccups and then we would, you know, kind of switch it around. But I, I think just setting in to that stride, um, for me feels really good. And, uh, I, I mean, I'll be the first to admit, like it might've been maybe Ross and Aaron before I felt like I really was hitting that stride. And so the last of the, the last of the episodes for season two, but, um, it, it, it's one of those pieces where I feel for myself, like I finally, um, 
I, I have confidence with where, which, with which pieces I think really, really are, are settling in nicely. And, um, I don't feel like it's a, well, let's see what happens this time kind of thing. Now I feel like I feel, I feel a little bit more confident with, um, with the outcome and with the overall processes. Yes, I agree. I agree with all that. And then I want to point out something that it, it feels like it's been so long, but really season two was when we launched the rebrand where we had Nick Day come in and help us. And you really guided that process. And um, for me, design is not a little thing. It's a huge thing. And I, I think I don't want to speak for you, Brie, but I think you're probably with me on this. Is that, is that yeah, fair to say? A little bit of a, it's fair to say, it's a little bit of a passion for me. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So yeah, it was really, I mean, such a, such a wonderful experience. Um, you know, I'm a little biased because I am definitely a, a big fan of, of Nick Day and Nick Day Creative Designs, but um, at the same time, like she definitely makes it um, an easy process, uh, regardless of of what your uh, of what your your comfort level coming into a, a creative design um, is. But there's so much that goes in with branding, and I truly appreciate um, the process. I will say that I think had we started with that in season one, I don't know that we would have been as successful with our rebrand as we were waiting until season two. And I say that because you really have to know yourself and your brand before you can do a, a, a really good job, in my opinion, you know, knowing like, what are our key elements? What are, you know, what is our, our vision? What is, you know, kind of our why when we're doing this podcast? Um, so much of that goes into choosing the brand elements and, and really being intentional with the, uh, you know, the, the, subconscious kind of the subliminal branding elements. Um, and I think that 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 might have been lost had we just jumped in right off of the bat and said, like, make us this pretty brand. Um, I don't know that we would have gotten the really smart brand that um, that I think we've we've gotten now. Yeah. And I think, you know, we're, we're still homegrown. We still, you know, we're raw, we're unscripted, but we did take some, some time and some effort to, to work with Nick Day and make it as beautiful as it is. And I just absolutely love it. And again, I think it is a part of the message and it's part of our story. And so I'm super, super proud of it. So I would consider that one of our suites. So I'm yeah. both on that same page. Um, sour. Sour. Yeah. <sighs> I mean, this is a tough one because honestly, I love this opportunity to grow so much. If I had to pick one thing, and this might seem like a cheat, but um, there are still so many people that I want to have on the show. And I also want to be able to have just episodes like we're doing right now where it's the two of us. And there's just not enough time, right? So, but we're not going anywhere. So mm -hmm. we'll... We'll make it happen, right? I just have to be patient, and you know, Brie, that is not a virtue of mine. I, I not a Laney, not a Laney virtue, but that's okay. We're working on it. We're working on it. I think I do. I think I, I agree with that. I think that um, you know, trying to find time to give each episode, each guest, each thought it's it's due diligence and it's it's um, on legs in order to really 
uh, get all of you, pardon the pun or don't pardon the pun, right? To really get the full squeeze out of all uh, of the goodies that are in that those episodes is hard, um, you know, because we also want to keep them short. Like we don't want to sit here and, and ramble on for ever and ever and ever, even though it is really, really hard to cut some of these conversations um, because man, we have some really smart friends um, and, and some really incredible educators who are, are so giving of their time and their thoughts. And so it's, it's a challenge um, to, to, for me to do that, that, give them that due diligence, really, how do we get that information out there with the world um, that, that, they're, that they are wanting to share that we want to hear, um, you know, all of that kind of stuff. I know. Well, we did take a little bit of time. This is like the most scripted I think we may have ever been. But we mm -hmm. did take a little time to pick up on some of these themes as we were reflecting, right? And so the first theme that you and I talked about was no shock, social emotional learning, relationships and building community, which of course is always important. But I really do think that has been a constant focus Um since the pandemic, I would like to say pre-pandemic, and, and for, for many it was, but I don't feel like it was to the level it needed to be, and it probably still isn't, and we're still working on it, but I feel like it's gotten a lot better. So I think that was something that I was really, really proud of in our in our episodes. Yeah, absolutely. I think, I, I mean, it's, I, I think at this point in the, in the game, right, if we I don't think you can really have a conversation and not include SEL at this point. Like, I, I just think it is in every, it's baked into every conversation. Um, like you said, that doesn't mean that we've figured it out, but I think, you know, acknowledging that the emotions, acknowledging the power that um, our, our community has in improving our, our social emotional um navigations is is so important and I think you know that's one of the things that that we've definitely learned in the last 20 plus months is that um there really are no unique problems there are definitely um you know personal opportunities to overcome those because we all bring our own unique situations and our own unique um circumstances but at the same time the challenges the problems themselves are seen, you know, pretty much universally across the globe. And, um, you know, then it's up to us as, as individuals to figure out how we are going to personally um, overcome and tackle those, those challenges. And I think that that's, you know, again, that's one of those things where I'm proud of this work. And I love this work because it allows us to hear from so many different people and to, um, you know, hear hear solutions and hear possible, um, you know, I guess different ways to look at things that are, are not, um, maybe something that I would have come up with on my first yeah. go. Right. Like, and I think that that's, that's part of this like perspective is like, wow, I, there's other ways to do this. Let me learn from you. Yeah, I'm hearing that. There were so many different lenses. So so I think of all of our themes, probably SEL and building community was one that I cannot think of an episode that it didn't have, have some time in. Um, but it was all through different lenses, right? So our very first episode for um, season two, 23 with Yuritza Vijalba, 
And she's talking about, you know, how do we really see kids? And so I won't do any spoilers because you should definitely go back and listen to the episode. But there's just so many different lenses for it. I'm thinking of like Carrie Gallagher through the digital wellness lens. And you can help me out, but I, I really feel like there was like every episode. I don't want to just go and list them all, but um, I feel like every single episode. We even had Laura Tierney on talking about social media and um, SEL. So, I mean, it was, I'm, I'm looking, I'm cheating for those of you who are just listening. For those of you who are watching, you're looking at me going, what is she doing? I'm literally looking at our list. Josh Stamper, episode 39, leading with empathy and passion and creativity. Uh, that was really powerful. One of my, I'm only going to give away one spoiler. Um, one of my favorite things that he said is, uh, and I'm going to paraphrase here, but he was talking about like, don't promote teacher wellness by asking them to come to another one hour meeting on teacher wellness, like give them the hour. And I, I'm not doing it justice. But when he said that, I was like, yes, please, please do that. Yeah. And I think, I mean, again, like I, I, to your point, every single episode touches on this, you know, I mean, Joe Sanfilippo, episode 24, you know, I mean, there's not really anybody out there that is as, is as passionate about community and building community and looking at that from every level, whether it is a kindergarten student or it is a retiree, like Joe gets it whenever it comes to putting people first. And I think that, you know, I, that was one of my big takeaways from this season specifically around SEL, just like what you, you know, from, from Josh and from, from many of the other, you know, it was echoed throughout the episodes is don't just say the words, show your actions, like show what you mean. Don't just say, Hey, we're all about kids. If you're not asking kids how they're doing, don't just say we're all about learning and we're doing everything that we can to challenge their learning. If you're pushing past them because you're bound and determined to keep up with the scope and sequence that is obviously overlooking all of the challenges and the gaps that are there. Um, you know, how are you taking time out and keeping people at the center of this work? Um, and I think that that was a huge takeaway um, from, from each one of our, from, from each one of our, our, our guests, um, even you know, Dave Burgess talking about uh, being vulnerable and, you know, resisting that feeling of being a perfectionist. Um, how many of us as educators deal with that all of the time? And we shut down when we can't rise to that quote unquote standard of being perfectionists, we completely and totally shut down. We, um, our, our social emotional well-being um, tanks, right? Because we feel like we're not good enough at, at anything that we do. And if we're not good enough, then let's just pack it all up and, and move on to something else. And so, uh, you know, keeping all of those things in mind, um, I, I, I go back to a lot of times as educators, we get into this line of work because we see the good in all of, you know, and, and we see what's possible and we, we really want to lean into that. And um, I think the same thing goes with SEL. Like when you know that something is possible, you, you can, you, you can breathe and you don't realize that there's a time limit to, um, or you don't, you don't put a time limit on possibility. Instead, you breathe through it and you, you find the right 
opportunity for that. I love that. And you know, as you were talking, I was thinking about how no matter what role in education our guests had, superintendent, teacher, um, coach, principal, whatever their role was, they were all really thinking about their relationships with others. Um, and then a lot of them were being really self-reflective about like, here's what I have to do. Like you were saying with Dave, like, here's what I have to make sure I don't do to myself. Like, um, you know, compassion fatigue was something that came up more than once. And so mm -hmm. I was really, really happy that that was a true thread throughout. And then I think, go oh, ahead. Oh, quick, I was going to say, and, and George, I mean, you know, a lot of George's was your relationship with yourself, right? Like you were saying, like your relationship, the, that relationship, um, that relationship component, like it's not just relationships with others. It's the relationship that you have with yourself when you are, when you put on that face mask for, or that oxygen mask first, right. Then you're able to, to pour again. And, and how do we put ourselves back into that equation? Um, you know, so many great things gleaned from, from George's episode as well around that of when we, when we kind of push ourselves to the bottom of the list, what happens, right? And then, and 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 the reverse of that, when we can bring ourselves back into the forefront, and we, you know, recognize that we're worthy of that time, um, and that if we don't give ourselves that time, we can't give other people that time. Uh, you know, I think there's that. That's a good reminder of. Um, not all things have to be given to others. That we have to give to ourselves first sometimes as well. So true. And friends, that is episode 36 with George Kuros. If you would like to check that out. Because <laughs> um, there's so many, those are, that was actually one of our longest episodes too. There's a lot of gems in there. I love how he talked about habits too. Um, and, re and really shared his health journey. That was really cool too. All right. So we had that common thread. And then we had some guests come on who spoke specifically about practices, right? And so were what what of those comes to mind first? I can go if you would like, but go um, for it. Well, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be a little bit silly here and go straight to the one that we had the most recently because we had Ross and Aaron on episode 40, our closeout of season two, and they were talking about PBL. And um, again, I don't want to give any spoilers, but I really loved because I'm an inquiry nerd, um, and and I think you are too, Bree, but. Um, that was one that really, really spoke to me. And I think that as we're all kind of trying to figure out what's next, I feel like inquiry and project-based learning has kind of risen to the top is like, okay, we have realized we have to be more adaptable and more agile and be able to transfer our learning into all these other contexts. So like we need to be focusing more on that project-based learning. So that's the one I'm going to go to. And I know I cheated because that was the most recent one, but... <laughs> Well, it's a great one to point to and, and, and certainly full of incredible nuggets and, and lots of information. Um, I, one of the things that I love the most about that episode and, is that um, even though they have written extensively around PBL and inquiry-based learning and project-based learning and passion-based learning and all these different elements, they may have written the book and the book tells you how to do it, but it doesn't tell you what to do. And I think that that is one of those things that is so very important. And what I mean by that is it's, it's a huge reminder that there is no one size fits all when it comes to PBL, when it comes to inquiry-based learning. Instead, it is this 
notion that these are the 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 tenets to PBL and these are the um you know intention you know this is the intention that comes behind it now make it your own and make it work for your circumstance um there's not going to be PBL police that are going to come in and tell you eh, you did that wrong um instead it's it's really a great reflection and deep dive into the into the 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 how into the the why of of those elements um that also reminds me of uh, um, finding joy in your own backyard with Dennis Matthews and uh, with Dennis Matthew. I love that episode um, simply because it's really around how do we share our stories in order to help um, minimize the, the pain that we're all experiencing and instead find the joy and find the commonalities that, um, that we can express and that we can all enjoy and see. And, um, I think that's an important practice to have, especially now. And one of those elements that we can't forget, um, to kind of piggyback from our fir the first part of our conversation around SEL. So often we kind of put SEL in its own category. And, um, and, and that was one of the big elements for me with Dennis is that it helps kind of bring it out into daily work within the classroom. Oh, and his books are amazing. I've, I've now purchased all of them. Thank you for introducing me to him as a children's author. And I have now purchased all of the books. I have given his name to my children's school librarian and said, you should bring him in. And he was truly great. And you know, he, um, it was funny because he was followed by Sean Gaylord. And those, they're both people who I feel like really appreciate how important culture is and how much we need to come together. And Sean did such a great job in his episode, Harmony in the Schoolhouse. Sean is one of the most authentic people I think I've ever come across in my entire life. He's so compassionate and he is just so focused on how do I make sure that our schoolhouse is cultivating a culture where we can all thrive, where we're all honored. And that was just, I mean, we're so spoiled because we get to have these beautiful people come in and have these conversations and I just love them. I love them. Oh my gosh. Can we talk about one other thing really quickly? Cause it made me think of, mm -hmm. I said, come in, but usually we're remote, right? Mm -hmm. We had first time ever one in-person guest. Yeah. We were at DLAC um, in Austin back in, that was June, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And Mike Lawrence was at the conference with us and we pulled him into a small conference room <laughs> a dimly lit conference room. It was not amazing lighting, but that's okay. And we had to have an actual in-person conversation. And that was episode 35. And that was amazing. Absolutely. I think so important. Great reminder of what practice looks like in person, as well as um, what practice looks like virtually. You know, that was that was a really interesting conference for me. First time to ever be um, at DLAC and uh, get to have a lot of these conversations with, um, I've worked a lot with virtual schools virtually, but to um, be at a conference and have a, a lot of those conversations, hear their, um, their struggles through pandemic um, uh, practice 
practices and you know what that meant for virtual schools and what that meant for um, for for seasoned virtual teachers. Uh, you know that was really eye opening and um, uh, you know again a reminder, like we said, the challenges are are kind of ubiquitous across the globe. How we handle them looks differently based upon our circumstances and and uh, you know so hearing these incredible virtual programs and virtual teachers struggle with some of the same things that our, um, our recently converted virtual teachers were, um, were, were experiencing was, was eye-opening and humbling and um, enlightening all at the same time for me. Yeah, I think for me, because uh, yeah, you and I both have a background in online learning. So I think for me, um, it was an opportunity to like console each other on what was happening where our online schools were getting somewhat flooded with people who were doing online because it was better than what was maybe happening with their neighborhood school that was attempting to do some emergency remote virtual. Um, and that's hard because uh, the history of online is is people who chose this for a, a, another reason, not a pandemic. So, so that was a real... It was a, that was a great time to come together in person and connect with those people and have those conversations. And I think Mike, and again, that's episode um, 35 with Mike Lawrence, does a great job of really breaking down how to do a hybrid really, really well. And so I think if, if people haven't listened to that one, I would encourage them to listen to it because I thought it was a really thoughtful um, kind of reflection on that process. Yeah. Another great one to remember is episode 28 with um, Timmy Bauer and Shalonda Archibald. Um, a really great conversation. Of course, the the literature nerd in my heart and uh, uh, definitely um, geeked out in that episode. But um, reminding uh, ourselves as, as educational practitioners that literacy is important regardless of what classroom you're in. Similarly uh, to the conversations that we had with Laura Tierney and with Carrie Gallagher around digital literacy and digital wellness, you know, there are certain threads that are um, that, that are universal when it comes to learning. And I think in this day and age, uh, you can't overlook literacy and you can't overlook um, digital wellness, digital, digital literacy, you know, and I, I don't use those interchangeably. I know I'm saying those quickly next to each other. Uh, so I'm, I'm making the point of, no, I'm not saying that digital wellness and digital literacy are the same thing. I'm saying digital literacy, comma, digital wellness, comma, <laughs> literacy, all three of those things are, are important to remember and to give credence to in our classroom. Absolutely. And um, so we may have talked about this on our anniversary episode, but I just, just want to remind folks that the episode with Timmy and Shalanda, which is episode number 28, um, we almost had a brawl. No, I'm just kidding. There wasn't really almost a brawl. There was a heated discussion that was completely professional and academic and I got a little anxious about but everyone was fine I was the only everyone one. except for Lainey was fine Lainey oh, got anxious you. everyone else was fine um I think you know great reminder that when you are passionate about your your conversations and you're passionate about your topics that um you you get excited like with with passion comes excitement with passion comes um articulation and and argumentation and and all of those things that that we uh, we you know we get really 
uh, let's talk about this. Yes, yes, yes. Let's not shy away from these hard conversations. Let's lean into it. Let's not make excuses for things. Let's, you know, answer these questions. Let's pose these challenging questions, um, which again is case in point for the importance of literacy and the importance of, of understanding our whys. You know, I, uh, one of my favorite phrases that I use all the time is if you don't know why you can't defend it. And if you don't know why you can't support it. And that's a big thing that happens in that conversation is we start talking about that, right? Like we're not just choosing a topic or choosing an author or choosing a piece because of its notoriety or because it's what we've always done or anything like that. It's if we choose this piece and we understand why we're choosing that piece, then we're able to really bring in all of the conversations and all of the discussion elements around it. It's not just scratching it off because it's not in vogue or because it has, you know, hard, hard topics. Um, you know, at least here in Texas right now, we're having a lot, a lot, a lot of conversations around the banning of books and the banning of, of um, titles and, and why these things um, should or should not be brought about in class. And, uh, you know, I think it's just, again, it's that, that reminder that right now, more than ever, we have to be um, attuned and informed to the, the elements that, that we're bringing into learning environments. Yeah, I mean, oh, so many issues. <laughs> so many. I, I, I know. I've, I've been hearing a lot about about the book bannings, and it's like, oh no, I can't take on one more thing to worry about. But, but it's important, and I do appreciate you pointing out, like we have to be able to, to really come to a good understanding of our why and how to support it. So I appreciate that. Well, we had more guests on. Um, I want to make sure we acknowledge that we had Evo Hanan on. Uh, was he our first international? First international, yeah, yeah, yeah. And since then, he has moved from Dubai. He's back in the UK, so mm -hmm. we'll need to check in with him. We had from your home state, we had Vernon. Mm -hmm. And Vernon brings it, right? It is like going to church when you have <laughs> Vernon. It is. It is. <laughs> so that was amazing. And then we also had Barbara Bray on. She was wonderful. And I should be mentioning these episode numbers. Sorry. So Eva mm -hmm. was episode number 26. We had Vernon episode number 25. Barbara was episode 30. And Barbara's just a really great storyteller. That's that that you two are connected that way, Brie. I wow. feel like you, you should chat more with her. You definitely should. <laughs> She, she is an incredible lady. She definitely has um, so much experience and so much. Uh, she brings out your, uh, she, any, anybody, when you're around Barbara, you, you feel seen and you feel like you have a story to share. And, and I, I love that about her. I think that that's a really important um, attribute and, and something that, uh, that we don't have enough of, I think, in, in this day and age. And so I celebrate that about her. Um, I think another person or, or two people, I should say, that that kind of come into that same situation is episode 32 when we had collaboration over competition with Shannon Moore and Steph Rothstein, um, you know, reminding them that uh, you there, there's not a, you know, it's not a competition. It's not a one person gets to share. No one else does. It's how can we collaborate and really, you know, change the, the environment and change that playing field for, for learning. Um, I, I really enjoyed that conversation a lot. I know. And if we can be honest, like 
sometimes when we reach out to guests, it's just because they're really cool, smart people and we want to just chat with them. And so that was an example of that. And when we reached out to Steph and Shannon, they're like, we want to talk about this because we feel like we have things to share about it. So I thought that was a really, really awesome conversation. Okay, I'm going to make sure we don't miss anyone. And this is not a last but least. Um, the, all right, wait, this is a last but not least. Did I say that right? Oh, goodness. Hope I don't have to edit here. But anyways, another amazing guest was Jerry Almendares, which is actually not far from me. I feel like a lot of our guests come from Texas. I understand it's a large state. It's a large state. But I, I mean, if I'm going to let anybody be an honorary Texan, it's going to be Jerry Almendares. Like, I have known Jerry for so long now. It feels like I, I definitely feel like it is it is is a dog years kind of kind of knowledge like we've known each other and it's exponential for the years based on how many how many years that we've known each other but jerry is just one of those human beings that i wish the world had more jerry's and more leaders like jerry um i love his episode where he talks about listening and how being present with um you know being present and being in place and being um, in the same space and environment with learners of any age and stage and how he makes time to, to, to listen to what others are experiencing and to listen to what others are offering so that then he can um, amplify and empower um, that, that experience for, uh, you know, in an, in an equitable way across his district is, is just like, it's a game changer. It is. And he is an example of how um, just listening makes you stronger. Like I have never seen, and I have embarrassed him in multiple places, probably even on his episode. Um, but I have constantly said that I see him as someone who is always trying to lift others up, amplify other people. If you're not already following Jerry on social media, you should be following all of our guests on social media in our opinion, but um, I would definitely check him out. I, I, we have so many great leaders that we've had on, um, of course, all educators are leaders too, but in the role of like superintendent, um, he is definitely one who is very good at shining the light on other people. So I love that. again, we'd be remiss if we didn't throw Joe Filippo into that same conversation because the man just does an incredible job of lifting people amplifying their voice, amplifying the incredible things that are happening in, um, in, in classrooms, in, um, in boardrooms. I mean, really and truly anywhere like he, he, you know, in on at, at bike racks outside. I mean, you know, wherever it may be, Joe finds the, the learning opportunity, Joe finds the, um, the, the relationship opportunity and, and just helps us try to be better at connecting that. Another one and, and, a, and a, a good Texan at that is Dr. Jill Seiler and um, her episode over knowing how to grow and when to grow is, um, is, is the one that I take to heart. You know, she, her, she's, she's got a great book out there, but talking about how do we thrive within all of the challenging um, circumstances that we're, that we're dealing with right now. Um, I, that was one of those episodes that I was definitely taking notes on as quickly as I could um, because it's not all roses, right? But um, every day we get the choice to choose if we're going to smile or to choose if we're going to throw those covers over our head and um, and grumble through through the day. And, and she definitely helps us 
remember that coming in with a listening heart and with a, a hopeful heart will improve the, the, the learning experiences for everyone. Absolutely. Thrive through the five. Now, okay, last one that I think we should talk about. This was not a guest this season, but this person's name came up so many times it was nauseating. We, I think we're turning it into a drinking game. Did we decide that? I Do we even say his name now? I don't know, but that was kind of harsh. Nauseating. I no. mean, oh, okay, okay. Like you, you, you pushed it like a little, like, well, wow. I love him. I love him. I think he knows that. Okay, now mm-hmm. I'll say his name. Tom Murray. And it's not nauseating because I don't love you. It was just like, oh my gosh, everyone loves you this much. Your name is dropped this much. So he I has take written back. a book called Personal and Authentic for a reason. He truly is one of those people that you feel like you've known him your entire life, even if you just met him. And um, I, I, I've spent my fair share of time with Tom. And I will say that it's true. Like, it's just, he's just one of those people that, um, you know, much like Barbara Bray, where he just has a way of letting your experiences be seen. And, um, and he finds, he works really hard to find the, the strength and the shine within every person and then matches them to opportunities that go out there. So I, 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 I don't know how he does it. He's a, he's, he's a magician. He's a wizard, um, you know, whatever that looks like, but, but he, he's it, it, in a, in a way it's very, um, it's very inspiring to see how many lives he has touched, um, in, even though it is kind of ridiculous how many people say his name on our show. Now, he's also a very good friend of mine. So I want to be clear to the listeners, I was joking and that I love him as much as everyone else does, maybe even more. Um, probably tied with Bree though, because we're we're both number one fans of him. We're, can we share that title? Can we be tied for number one fan of Tom Murray? Go for it. Go for it. I mean, I, I, I don't know that. There, I don't think it's just a two-way tie. I think there's a lot of people out there that are that are big fans of his. Um, you know, I... I, I appreciate Tom. I, you know, I, I get to get to travel a lot, get to get to to learn a lot from from him, and uh, um, I'm still every single time I'm just amazed at at his new perspective that he offers, and um, probably more than anything, at the hope that he. Uh, I, I hope is a big word for him, um, and I think helping people find hope in what they're doing and what they're, um, you know, working towards and for is, uh, is, is part of the reason why so many people adore him. Yes. No, I feel like I have not said enough nice words about Tom Murray, but we're going to move on anyway. So love you, Tom. Sorry about the nauseating comment. I didn't really mean it. All right. So what's up next? What is up next for us? Like what is, what's next season three season three is what's up next um i think first and foremost right we we are going to have a little bit of a winter break um just to kind of uh you know do some housekeeping things um and and you know build up some interest and and all of those good things that you're supposed to do with a podcast but um i think season three is on the horizon uh for 2022 um early 2022 i think that's kind of the game plan right that's the plan. That's the plan. No, I can't go that long without doing this. It's This is like, I, I find so much joy in this and talking to you, Brie, and all the amazing guests that we get to bring on. 
And we're still hopeful that in some way we can bring even more voices in. So we're still trying to figure out the details of that. Um, Cause again, there's not enough episodes. There's not enough time. We want to hear from everyone. We want to connect with everyone. Um, but if, if you can connect with us in social media in the meantime, because we really do want to chat with people. So we've got the hashtag lemonade learning free. You're the social media expert. Uh, so you, you tell them how they should connect to us. What's the best. I, I mean, we, you can find us on, on pretty much every platform um, on as lemonade learning. Uh, you know, we, we definitely put a lot of focus in um, on Facebook and Instagram um, as well as, uh, as the Twitters. Um, but let us know. Uh, we're going to be posting out some things, asking for uh, some ideas and feedback and what you personally um, are most interested in, uh, you know, kind of, giving that voice and that agency to, to the, to the community. We really want to know like, where should we put our focus? Where should we put our time? What are some things that you're looking for? Um, this is podcasting is, is, you know, it's a thing. It's a big thing now. Um, and uh, what is, you know, what, what, what can you not get enough of that? You really just wish you could get a little bit more of um, from us. So be looking for those, uh, those call, you know, those, those posts and um vote and let us know and tell us what all you have uh have in your in your in your mind and in your back pocket that you think would be really helpful for us we want to know about topics who do you want to hear from we're here for all of it right we want to hear about it all right well i think we better let people go because you know they got things to do busy educators The most of it is to go make some lemonade. So thank you so much for joining us during episode or during, you know, as we've kind of reflected on this. Um, I think that that's one of those big elements. You know, we talked about relationships. We talked about social, emotional um, learning and and well-being. And um, most importantly, reflection. I think that that's kind of the the reason why we like to do these wrap-ups is um, to reflect back on all of the great things that we have learned um, from our guests and uh, in these conversations and um, and, and just being able to to celebrate as well because that's part of reflection being able to celebrate that uh, we've we've made it through another season we've made it through some um, some continuing challenges and we're still the better for it. And we've made a lot of lemonade and there's more to be made. There is more to be made. So cheers to <laughs> celebration. Should I pour some vodka in here? No, it's uh-huh. fine. Middle of the day, I won't. <laughs> Anyways, so <laughs> have a great day, everyone. And we will see you too, see you back here for season three. Season three, on the way. All right. Thanks, y'all. We'll see you soon. Thanks, everyone. If you enjoyed this batch of Lemonade Learning, please check out our website, LemonadeLearning.us, for more resources. Be sure to subscribe today so you don't miss out on future lessons, laughter, or lemonade. And if you're feeling really generous, please go to Apple Podcasts to submit a review so other educators know the value. One last thing, learning and lemonade are best together. So please connect with us on social media using the hashtag LemonadeLearning to share your story. Plus, we're always looking to give away stickers and swag. 